did, did you have you seen what uh hunter hunt 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 hendrix is doing in addition to being in liturgy oh you mean the trap metal opera yes he is making yes. a trap metal opera <laughs> he's not making he's already made it and it's had east coast performances he's yeah. bringing it to the west coast and it's called origin of the alamodes i love that he's just such a great guy What's really fucked up is he has a really good uh a really good uh crew for it. Like um Kelly Moran uh was on the East Coast shows at least for that. Wow. Shit. Yeah. Maybe it's good. That'd be so that'd It's be so definitely good. crazy. I mean I'd be willing to see something crazy. <laughs> is it, it's kinda of like the, the metal equivalent of um Spider-Man turn off the night. A show so intense that people died. Yeah. So, so you heard about awesome. that, right? Yeah. The U2's Spider-Man opera that kept killing people. <laughs> it, it, just, it wouldn't stop killing. Oh, it just loved murder so much. <laughs> It's it's at that point that weird fiction officially died. I think that's part of why FKA Univer- uh, USA was so. I almost called it FKA University, which would be fine. Um, uh, I think that's part of why the novel failed so much. It's because we live in a world where the U two Spider Man opera kept, kept killing people, <laughs> and they wouldn't stop running it, even though it kept killing people. Maybe that was the, the ritual that brought this universe into the hell world. It uh, like slipped this universe into a, a darker dimension via the medium of uh, actor sacrifice on U2's Spine-Man opera. The, time, the timing checks out. It was a massive ritual to destroy our universe from Bono. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in the, I believe in the cause. Yeah, uh, and he was Bono was uh, heavily involved in Jeffrey Epstein, so you know they're, they're down for like some weird Moloch shit, some like Yellow King shit. So it, it checks out. I need to tell my uh, Epstein DM group about this. Welcome to Death Sentence, everyone. Uh, so we're not going to do books this week because I don't know, some people in the literary world um, might not be as organised as uh, one would hope. Um, not calling anyone out. I'm calling everyone out. Literature needs to get shit together and reply to my emails. But um, we're in a weird phase where all the bands are releasing stuff. So instead of doing a couple of tracks and some discussion, we're going to do like all the tracks. We're going to cover off all the big new releases because all of them have happened in like the last week of August, first week of September. Um, and everyone keeps announcing stuff like um, 
Dawn Raid have just announced their new album coming out in November. They've put a track up. It's like a, like a instrumental intro, so we can't really play it here because it wouldn't really. It'd be it'd be weird to play it here, but you know, it's there coming up soon. And and we got new Opeth coming out, but we've already played Opeth. Um, but first, you know, some some news. Um, Brexit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that this has been a crazy week in Brexit. More like a, a relief for you. I mean, obviously one that you yeah. can't you gotta take it with a big, big uh heap of salt, but Oh yeah. Just like a so, airs rock so, like size grain of salt. So let's roll the clock back for people who maybe aren't following British politics and miss the most uh historical owning of a prime minister in over one hundred years. Um that's a fact. The last time a prime minister got this owned was 1894. Um, Damn right. So uh, Boris Johnson gets elected. I'm not going to cover everything up to that because th- that's a lot. Um, and he's more or less running on. They're like, yeah, we're going to just just going to uh, get out and I'm going to like single handedly get this deal because no one likes Boris Johnson, including a lot of people in his own party. He more or less won the prime ministership. Um in the Tory race on like technicalities, like he's a huge piece of shit and everyone hates him. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no one will agree to any Brexit plan that I have. So what I'm going to do, this is my big gambit. I'm going to request that the queen suspend parliament. And some people got mad at the queen for this, which uh, to be fair, she's a monarch. So technically all anger is, is valid, but um, it's pretty procedural now that if a prime minister requests um, suspension of parliament that the queen just accedes without like looking into it too much because um, of the whole like uh, also, she can't look into anything because she's like 95 and drunk uh, The so uh, we've talked about this before how Britain has like uh, a fairy tale democracy on account mm-hmm. of it doesn't work properly and falls apart if you look at it too closely so yeah, there is a magic no mace constitution at all there's a magic mace that keeps the queen away. And uh, every time they open parliament, there's a guy who knocks on the door a couple of times and someone has to grab the mace and tell them to fuck off. And only until this ritual is completed, uh, can they, uh, can they actually begin a session of parliament? I'm not making this up. Mm. It's a weird metaphor of power. It relates to how in order to be crowned uh, it, the reason why Britain protects the royal jewels is because if you hold the scepter and hold the orb and the Archbishop of Canterbury puts the crown on your head and says some magic words, you are now the monarch of England, no matter where this happens. Yeah. And if uh, folks remember the um, the pictures of Jacob Rees-Mogg sleeping during the debate, you can actually see the mace. It's like in that picture in the corner. Like yeah. The bottom right um, corner, there's a big silver mace. The mace got stolen at one point by labor. It was very funny um, because when the mace is stolen, you can't keep the queen away, which means you can't have parliament. Um, I'm not making this up. Doing stuff. She could just start passing any random legislation that comes into a feeble, drunken brain. It's uh, it's very funny. Britain is a nightmare country. Um, mm, if you true. thought America was bad. Uh, so... He requests that she suspend Parliament so that he can more or less like single-handedly write a deal, and no other uh, members of Parliament would be able to have input on 
on it because Parliament would be suspended, but he is still the active Prime Minister. Um, everyone, including Tories, uh, shot this shit down um, and started screaming at him and basically were like, we're going to hold another like internal election to deceit you if you... Um, so uh, he's like, well, I'm not going to call a general election despite the lack of faith now, even though that's the normal procedure for this, because I know for a fucking fact that I'd lose. And also the party would kill me because the Tories would probably lose majority. So mm -hmm. he starts trying to work out another deal. And it is in the midst of him giving a speech about what his strategy is. That. Uh, so, you know, in America, how we have the term like reaching across the aisle and things like that. Um, so this this is a metaphor in America. Now notice I'm saying it's a metaphor in America. Because in Britain, mm -hmm. where we get the metaphor from, there's literally a, a big aisle between the two sides. And uh, literally, your party is not determined based on an election. It is initially determined based on that. But it's also largely determined based on where you sit, like a big elementary school. Um, and so a man in the middle of Boris Johnson's speech got up, walked across the aisle from the Tory side and sat down with the liberal Democrats, technically making him a liberal Democrat legally. Uh, so, uh, mo most people guess that, um, after Boris Johnson pushed to have parliament suspended, there were a bunch of backroom meetings from Tories and it was just a question of like, who's going to take the lump because like we have to deceit this guy but you know whoever does this probably won't it'll probably nerf a lot of their political chances going forward unless they're really lucky so um yeah whoever drew drew the short straws the guy who strode across and uh literally took majority government from or majority from the government with that one move they had a majority of one so one guy goes over they lose their majority which now means that um, anything that the prime minister and his cabinet uh, table its legislation, normally, uh, like in America, you'd expect that unless it's like crazy out of out of the ordinary, a process party line vote is just going to pass it because it's majority and it's simple majority there for um, for passing stuff. They now no longer have that, which means they have to build a coalition to pass every, anything, but also everyone hates them. Um, so uh, then Boris Johnson uh, requests a general election more or less to get out of this position, because as it stands, anything that happens would fall at his lap and make him look like even more of a failure. Because um, one benefit of parliamentary systems in general, but also... Um, Britain in specific, is the government is empowered by parliament, not the other way around. So anything the government can do, if it's not able to do it on its own, parliament can absorb that and do it itself. So there's no, um, there's no actions that now like are incapable of being done because the government is in minority. It just means that it defaults to a pure parliamentary vote. Um, and uh, parliament uh, hard voted no uh, on letting him hold another general election, more or less to get out of the hot seat. So now anything he does will immediately get vetoed and then default to a uh, parliament vote just to make him look like a dumb shithead. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, part of the other mechanical benefit uh, that everyone was looking forward to specifically on the Brexit thing to get to there is that now the Brexit deal can't be worked out just by the prime minister and his government. Since they don't have majority, it basically has to go to parliament for a full parliamentary vote on any measures that are worked on. And the first thing they put ratified was a delay of Brexit, which is like, what, the ninth? Um, yeah, there's been a lot of delays of Brexit so far. Which is good, because Brexit hmm. shouldn't happen. But... Um, <laughs> The uh, the deals for Brexit are just how quickly Gareth will die after Brexit. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And in addition to that, we've had Amber Rudd, who's a quite prominent conservative. She's left the party as well. Um, we've had uh, Joe Johnson, Boris Johnson's brother, leave the conservatives. So Boris Johnson's own younger brother has turned against him. Um, also, Joe Johnson is... is kind of good looking i'm gonna put that out there that's disgusting but it's out there now um yeah basically this one man's life is just falling apart his family have disowned him his party hates him the, the even like the insane brexit nihilists who just want all of society to crumble so they can say told you so um even they hate him because he's not just he's not just I know using the magical mace to automatically Brexit us because they think that's a thing they can they think a real Tory would have said we've Brexited already we're done we've we have Brexited. Um, I think there was even one of the nine like delays. People were trying to argue that it was actually Brexit. You know, it's like when people uh, predict the rapture is, is going to happen. And then it, then the date comes and it doesn't happen. And then no, like, well, oh, it did it, happen, but only two people yeah. got taken. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a spiritual rapture. Um, don't question it. Um, my DMs are closed. Yeah, the, it, it was like that, but for Brexit. So maybe we have Brexited, and it was a spiritual Brexit, and um, it's already happened, and it was fine. But um, yeah, and obviously in a general election, um, the absolute boy. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn, JFC, as we're now calling him, would win, and that would be great. Um, the Liberal Democrats would probably do some bullshit to try and fuck it up, because they always do. Uh, yep. Change, Change UK would get four votes, all from journalists. It would be hilarious. Um, just everything Change UK does is brilliant. Um I don't so, know who they are, so I'm going to Google that now so I can have oh, more info for later. That's on Change UK. They, they were, um, okay, real, real briefly, uh, you can go to, like, uh, I guess, like Trash Future or Real Politic and find out lots more on Change UK. But uh, there were a group of, I think. Oh, I see it now. <laughs> change UK, aka Cuck, aka the Group for Change, <laughs> aka the Change Group, um, aka Change.org. Uh, radical they, centrists turned off by jeremy corbyn yeah yeah and they're, they're actually based down the street from me they're based their office is above a weatherspoons pub uh not too far from where i sit right now so um they're local boys so gotta support them uh yeah and they're i think led by mike gapes one of the many gloriously named figures in british politics along with ed balls and uh <laughs> I love it. I love Ed Balls. 
Yeah, Ed, Ed Balls is brilliant. Uh, Mike Gapes also brilliant. I think there's a new guy called like literally called like Dickhead. Um, was it like Dick? Dick? Yeah, Dick Brain. Dick Brain. Dick Brain. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love America. Oh, um, I know. I... All of them mm. are brilliant, and, and Mike Gapes is like even if his name was like Dante Black, he would still look like a guy who would be called Mike Gapes. He's just. Yeah, just a, a beautiful, beautiful man. Um, and he's, yeah, he's in charge of Change UK, the like most pathetic party in all of our political system right now. Just, you love to see him. You love to see those guys flop around. Um, but yeah, Boris Johnson's been doing the majority of flopping. And it's, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say like it's the beginning of, beginning of the end. And I don't want to say it's not the beginning of the end, it's the end of the beginning, because that's such a cliche. I hate it when people say that. But it kind of is the end of the beginning. Or maybe the end of like the second third of this. I mean, crap. Theresa May was really the uh the first major movement of uh of Brexit. Yeah, she's like the, the, the first Death Star blowing up. And we're now And that in... went crazy poorly. Um yeah. And we're now in like Empire Strikes Back territory, and we're, we're the Empire. Have a... The Death Star is already blown up, but it's getting blown up again. <laughs> yeah, we, we will finally blow up the final Death Star, and then there, there'll be more sequels and more Death Stars. Um, so yeah, this country's pretty fucked up right now. Um, I mean, the the weird thing is, it's just like. It's just like everything in the twenty first century. It's just like everything's just like plodding along. Nothing's really getting solved. You walk down a street in just a regular town and everything's boarded up. The only things working are like vape shops or like really stupid middle class uh dining gastro pubs. Cause that's the only way you can make money nowadays is either vaping or a really bad concept bar. It's like Tibetan street food or something. Um yeah, and more people are on, on going to like um, like food banks. It's kind of the equivalent of uh, SNAP in the US, uh, except you have to like go to a place and they give you a big big old bag of food. There's now millions of people. Um, yeah, nothing's really gets, getting solved because the Brexit is taking the air out of everything. We can't really talk about anything else. And all all Parliament does all day is Brexit shit. And all the civil service who are supposed to be like the professional managerial deep state uh, are doing is preparing for brexit like i got friends who work in um various government jobs and all they do all day is prepare for brexit and write reports about how there's going to be no insulin and how we need the army to come in to deliver insulin in apache helicopters or something uh so yeah nothing's getting solved we're just going through this weird psychodrama for the benefit of like some tiny think tank called like the European research group or something. And, and a bunch of like weird Brexit nihilists who just want the country to be destroyed. And for just because they think they'll trigger, trigger the libs. Uh, so yeah, that's all that's happening. That's all that's ever happening. Thanks, uh, Tony Blair. Yeah. Good, good job, Tony Blair. That was because it is his fault. We can we can fault Margaret Thatcher, but she's she's like a, a mad dog, you know. She we we know we knew she was gonna bite because she's a vicious, frothing in the mouth dog. Tony Blair was like a, a good little poodle. 
but then he went crazy and bit us all. And he he went absolutely bonkers and went. The Labour Party should support the Iraq War. Yeah, and nothing that support the Iraq War and be against everything that the Labour Party has stood for for its entire history, including up to the point of getting rid of the part in Labour like um, mission statement about how eventually the Labour Party's got to institute full communism. Which I think is still in there, actually. I think they were trying to remove it, but didn't. Um, but yeah, so <coughs> the West, as in the the, the civilization, you know, white people stuff, is on the decline. And uh, the band Atlantean Codex from Germany, that's Codex with a K, pretty nice, uh, they... I'm going to give them a benefit of the doubt on being fash because, um, you know, some people can write songs about the Crusades and Western civilization and, you know, they just like the architecture or something. So I'm going to say not fash. Uh, All of their live albums are called The Annihilation of and then whatever city they were playing in. Oh, yeah. Annihilation of Bavaria came out in 2017. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like them for that. Uh, they've been around a little while, um, and I guess they're power metal, but I like them so much more than a lot of power metal acts. And I well, it, like it, a it, lot it, of power metal acts. Well, yeah, the secret of extreme metal fans is that we all actually like power metal, but we just don't yeah. talk about it for reasons, for, for obvious reasons. Um, but mm. it, it allows, at least for people who aren't familiar with this, that there's two broad schools of power metal. Um for lack of a better term, like some of the easier terms for them are the European school, which are your like post Halloween uh, groups, Halloween being an all time great. And a lot of those post Halloween groups being not so great, like Gamma Ray, Baller, um, Hellhammer, I can't, can't do it. Um, and then uh, then there's uh, American style power metal, which are like your uh, doomier, like man of war plus doom metal, and that's you know, epic, like your Visigoths stuff, like um, yeah. yeah. Smolder also fits Smolder. in that realm, yeah, very much so. Great, great group. Um, mm-hmm. and Atlantean code. I mean, there are different terms for those two groups, but despite the term, those are the bands that you're talking about don't change. The only thing that changes is the name you're putting at the top of the list. Um, in terms of like what you're calling the group. And Atlantean Codex falls more into that, like, um, doomy, uh, like, classic metal style of, uh, of American power metal, which is baller. Every extreme metal fan loves that shit. It's just the European stuff that it's like throwing darts at a dartboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not uh, talking down the European stuff, because um, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some very cool stuff, like, uh, fuck what they called I forgot them. But, it's um, not Arctica or, or Baller. They got some yeah. kill tracks. Uh, I'm thinking of the other band from Germany. It's going to really piss me off when I, when I remember their name. Are I'm you talking Germany. about Blind Guardian? Yes, I'm talking about Blind Guardian. Yeah, yeah everyone loves Blind Guardian. Blind Guardian yeah. are all time. I, uh, my biggest beef with uh, Neckbeard Death Camp is that they pretend that Blind Guardian is not Baller. I can't believe that they're being serious, but hmm. can you pretend that they're not Baller? And that's wrong. Yeah. Dead. fucking cool uh night city opera 
you think it wouldn't work. It works so well. Classic. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, Atlantean Codex are kind of, yeah, they're in the American style, despite being Germans. Uh, despite being very German, if you take a look at them. Insanely uh, German. Yeah. Uh, they've also got the cover is one of three albums we're going to play today with cover art by uh, Marius Lewandowski, the Mirror Reaper guy. He's he's on fire right now in terms of getting gigs. Yeah. That guy is just selling up all his stuff. He's doing so well for himself. Good on him. Really, yeah, love to see that. Uh, and I love how he's every one of his paintings is exactly the same. There's like two There's one or two tiny figures in the in the foreground looking at some giant mirror reaper looking dudes in the in the sky. And Atlantean Codex has a, like a big army of mirror reaper looking dudes coming down from the sky like a wild hunt or something. But there's the obligatory figures in the foreground looking at them, being like... Who are like, holy shit, those dudes are big. Yeah, <laughs> those are, that's some mirror reaper ass looking dudes up there with their banners and so forth. Uh, so we're going to play the third song of the album, Lion of Chaldea, in parentheses, The Hero's Journey. Every track on this album has a parenthetical title. It's baller. It's very metal. Yeah, so good. Uh, so, yep, yeah, here it is.
So that was the Lantean Codex with Chaldean lion parentheses, awesome German stuff. Um, Knowing the titles of metal songs is not actually important. All that matters is that you know when to raise your fists and scream at the right time. Exactly. So, yeah. The next uh, next band we're going to play, another um, staple of extreme metal in the, the current year, 2019, Cattle Decapitation, with the first track they've released off their new album called Death Atlas. Uh, the song itself is called One Day Closer to the End of the World. And okay, I'm going to get cancelled for this. But here it goes. I, I need to speak my truth. I'm so stoked for this. I don't like capital decapitation. Go to hell. Okay. There. The bad um, opinion. That's a terrible opinion. Okay. I don't like them before their clicky drum thing. No, don't, I don't like that. I know it's like a normal thing for like a vast majority of death metal bands to have that clicky drum track. And sometimes they they put like coins on their drum heads to make it click like that. But I no, that's I fair. Like, that's that's I I don't like that drum production either. Yeah, you know it's it, it's a big ass drum. You can make it sound like it's banging. It's yeah. Uh, so I, you know, there, there are some bands where I don't care about it, but in Cattle Decapitation, it uh, rubs me the wrong way. Also, don't like the dude's voice. In Bad opinion. Either. That's the worst opinion. That's that's no, the cancelable no. one. No, you're done. Sa- he sounds literally like a Muppet. Not just like a Muppet, but like a Fraggle. He sounds yeah, like Yeah, that's tight. No, it's not. It's super killer. <laughs> it's, it, I, I can get over some weird uh, vocal idiosyncrasies. Like, um, what's his name? Like Bottoms? the body? Yeah, oh, yeah, the body, where he sounds like a cockerel. <laughs> no, that's not even it. It's it, it's it's way higher than that. Yeah, he's shriekier. I can't do it. It's like I, I can't. Yeah, I literally can't make my voice go that high. Um, and uh, botanist who sounds like Gollum, like like Gollum sounds. Gollum sounding vocals tend to rub me up the wrong way. But Bot- botanist. And this new record, by the way, is also very sick. I think he has two coming out this year. I know one came out earlier this year, but. Yeah, just then aside, botanist is tight. Yeah, yeah one I, came out earlier this year. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I like botanist now. He realizes his voice is terrible. He like puts it way lowered in the in the mix because you know having dulcimer, dulcimer metal. I mean, that's that's genius. Yeah, it's yeah. baller. But I, I just, I'm just never feeling cattle decapitation. And when the guy does his like. <laughs> kind of fake clean singing yeah i i'm just never i just don't feel it i'm i hope you're destroyed by fire yeah well you know um, and brexit's coming so i'm gonna get i'm gonna get my my wish yeah i'll, I'll be burnt at the stake like all brexit heretics um brexit <laughs> yeah a- anyone who's like look I, I i don't like brexit but i also don't like the european union is going to be burnt at the stake for being uh, for having too good a brain, um, but here for, for the people who I I realize are the vast majority of of listeners who enjoy cattle decapitation, here is uh, one day closer to the end of the world. But look, have an open mind. Consider that the dude does sound like a fraggle. Sounds like a fucking fraggle, uh, <laughs> and that's tight. 
Also, look at the album art. Google, listener, dear listener, Google the album art for Death Atlas. This shit's baller. It's a oh, big yeah, skeleton with great. a scythe holding a burning planet. The shit's killer. Yeah, yeah. Their album art has, has always been well, apart from the one with the apart from Humanor. You know, we don't need to to platform the album art from Humanor. That's the one that I was thinking of. That's the one everyone <laughs> thinks of. Yeah, that's um, the one where I went into a. I went into a an fye in in high school and i was like i've been hearing good things about this band pulled that one up and i was like yeah, i'm buying this <laughs> this shit's yeah. gonna be brutal <laughs> also on on this album um they have spoken uh word passages from the lead singer of fish john fishman that's not the lead singer of fish uh john yeah john fishman I've, no, he's in Fish. He's just oh, not, the he not the singer Fish. Oh, I, okay, I, I assumed he'd be the he's singer. Like, he's like he's the keyboardist like... or something. Oh, okay. I, I know nothing of I Fish. I know a bunch of American white people, so I, I know about <laughs> yeah. Fish. <laughs> Which yeah, I, sucks. I went to a, a hippie-ass college in Portland, so I have heard, I've been around people who've, been, who've liked Fish, and they have sucked, so I've just ignored Fish. I, I assumed he'd be the singer because he's doing vocals, although they're kind of spoken word vocals on this um, Cattle Decapitation album. Um, I'm really mad that I just Googled this and that's correct. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and they got a bunch of other people. They got people doing horns, uh, a nine minute closing track with a lady, uh, someone from Igor and Ricin. Um, yeah, I'm sure lots of people are going to like this. I won't be one of them. I'll just be sitting in the corner, just not liking this fraggle ass. Muppet Apparently, the drummer thing. of Fish is a huge fan of cattle decapitation. Okay, which raises a lot of questions. Like, why is he in Fish? Yeah, like, wouldn't he want to like just like have these do some clicky drums sometime? Do blasts, do blasts, yeah. bruh, bruh. Yeah, that do would, blasts. That would own seeing him just like. Give in to his metal temptation at a at a fish show, and yeah, you know, cause some bad vibes. Uh, and these guys are on tour with Atheist, Orphan Punisher, and Vitriol, and also Full of Hell and Primitive Man. So you know, all great bands. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, just can't get over his fraggle ass Muppet Jim Henson bitch vocals. So you know, I'm I'm going to be not enjoying this. But uh, here it is, one day closer to the end of the world. Yes, you 
that was uh, Castle Decapitation with a fraggle, you know, Muppet, Elmo-sounding vocals there, which if you're into that, then fine. I, I don't even care anymore. Um, He'll die no matter what, so don't be too angry, dear listener. Gareth yeah. is doomed. Yeah, so it's it's my me and my opinion are both going to hell together. And now yeah. we have coming up uh, the new Morbid Angel. I mean, Pharmacon. Uh, you notice you notice that she's doing the alphabet thing too, right? Is she? Abandon, bestial burden, contact, devour. Damn. Yeah. Did yeah, she's that, but that's cool. she's the new Morbid Angel. Yeah, and sounds exactly like them. And is a good description. Florida. A good description would be like if uh, Illid was good, because mm-hmm. it's like it's exact the same, exactly the same level of like brutality and psychotic intensity of what you imagine Triassic Thoth probably wanted, but did not deliver. Um, God, Pharmacon's good. Um, yeah, really, That's just good. sort of like burst onto the scene with her um i forget whether it was like technically a full-length album or just a demo but it was was like a decade ago um and then got signed to sacred bones and like every album shows up on year-end lists when she drops them now and for good reason they're really goddamn good yeah that yeah she's been like just absolutely killing it um you know if if you've only got into like noise stuff with um link ragnata then farmcon's been doing it longer and probably on the same level. Uh, it, it's definitely more uh, orthodox noise music, almost power yeah, it, electronic-y. It's, it, um, it, it's, a, it's a bit more my speed than Lingua Ignata. No, no slight to, to either of them, obviously. They're, they're both doing fantastic work right now. But um, yeah, I, there is uh, a bit more of that tie to like throbbing gristle kind of vibe for me. It doesn't sound yeah. exactly like Throbbing Gristle, but it's just like it sits in the same mental space for me. Yeah, it, it does what Throbbing Gristle does, but with like everything that's happened between like 1977 and now in terms of the ratcheting up of intensity in noise music. It's like S- super good. It's like if Throbbing Gristle uh, had already heard Mersbo and then, but, and it's also produced by Ben Greenberg of Uniform. Yeah, one of my favorite bands ever. So good. Um, recorded straight to tape in the studio, apparently, and with um, heavy emphasis put on it being able to be played live. Because, um, like the aforementioned Lingua Ignota, uh, Margaret, uh, what's her second name? Chardier uh, is a crazy intense live performer. Um, so I'm really hoping. I think she. Didn't she play Roadburn last year? Yeah. Damn. Okay, mm. she won't play it this year then. Um, Link Renata is playing Roadburn this year, and she did also play it last year. But um, no, it's probably unlikely that I'm um, going to see Farmcon at Roadburn this year. So I have to find her some other place. Hopefully she'll tour. Um, but I am going to go to Roadburn this year. I've decided Decided it's going to be uh, going to go go to Belgium, going to strap myself in for four days of avant-garde extreme metal with full of hell and emma ruth rundle and lingua Gnotta and some other guy there's some other um person there 
I want to say it's Giles Corey, but I know it isn't. Well, Perturbator is there, who's been oh, getting the, some. Perturbator's there. I, I've been never getting, really... getting some flack. There's uh, without without diving too deep into it, um, because I'm not gonna do it justice. Uh, there is a track on a Perturbator record, um, called Black Something. Let me get the uh. <laughs> Let me get the track title up. Um, just to, again, not necessarily call out, just explaining why people are like, yo, fuck this. Um, so on the record, the new model, there is a song called Vanta Black. And if you look at the lyrics for it, it's um, uh, gross um, <laughs> is the only way that I'll describe it. Um, but in a way that um quite severely bothers a lot of people. Um they weren't his own vocals. He got someone else to because he doesn't do singing, got someone else to sing on it. Um but and they wrote the lyrics but still allowed it on this record. So oh yeah I'm just now and fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um and he's yeah. one of the guys who's curating Roadburn this year, which mm-hmm. is what made people a bit mad. Um not undeservedly. Um, mm-hmm. You look at those lyrics and you're like, oh, yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know he's French, so maybe he didn't read them. Or, uh, I'm, I'm trying to give him a benefit of doubt, but no. And, and plus, I don't even like his music that much anyway. I've never been super into it. It's always been kind of like the kind of jokey end of synthwave where something like, I don't know, Drab Majesty realizes that oh wait synthwave can make really great music it's not it's not just a gag about how silly things were in the 80s whereas perturbator just sounds like the synth stuff from the terminator movies or something it's just uh yeah so uh, okay uh i'll I'll probably go see him at roadburn but i'll be like in the corner with my arms crossed uh again because you know i have to do that from like majority metal bands now uh, which is also why we're not playing any uh, Migla or MGLA or whatever the hell they're called. Um, Migwa. Is that how you pronounce it? But, yeah, um, the L with a little slash is like a W sound. That's just stupid. Yeah, uh, Polish is dumb. Yeah. Hot take. Every <laughs> Polish person is stupid. Okay, we're going to go to this track before we uh, get cancelled here. Um <laughs> <laughs> So this is a self-regulated system of devour by Pharmacon.
So that was Pharmacon. Um, yeah, if you're not into noise, then I'm sorry because that was like a lot of it. Um, yep. But you know, if you're not into noise, then I mean, okay, semi that's okay, but also you know, ex- expand your palette a bit. It's it's not all bad. Uh, so next p- guy we want to play is Mismore from Portland, Oregon. Uh, so he kind of burst on scene last year. Um, it's three years ago. Three? Is it? Oh, Jesus Christ! Yep, Yod came out three years ago. Yeah, I mean he's he's been around for a little while, but but Yod yeah. was like his his big breakthrough. I mean he's worked with like Hell and Mania and Dross. Um, he actually released quite a few things in 2016, but um, yeah, Yod was big and deservedly so because it was yeah. blackened doom. And it was so huge and um, yeah, just massive sounding, so like despairing. It was like ah, I was like walking through an empty Dark Souls level. Um, and also because it had like Jewish elements, uh, the word Yod and Mizmor are both Hebrew. Uh, Mizmor means praise, and um, yeah, and his like little gross-looking death metal logo is in is in Hebrew, and you don't get a lot of Hebrew stuff in uh, extreme metal. I uh, wonder yeah. why. But um, yeah, his yeah his new one, Ken, is um, I think based around the idea of uh, the absurd, you know, Camus that kind of stuff. Um. And yeah, it's 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 as good as Yod, I reckon. Um, I uh, I handed in my review of it not too long ago, and my maybe controversial take: this is one of the best Funeral Doom records I've ever heard. Period. Yeah, it's. I've only listened to it once, and kind of in a distracted way. Uh, so maybe I need to get into it more. But yeah, I mean, this is one of the ones that actually earns the uh, Marius Lewandowski cover because it's as good as Mirror Reaper. Um, yeah, it's as good as anything Bellwitch has ever done. It's as good as uh, your classic Evokin, your Thurgorothans, like literally anything in the genre. This is like mm-hmm. top top shelf shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's absolutely got himself into the like first tier of funeral doom right now um probably only bell witch and the other bands like active right now who can touch him um and yeah he's got another lovely marius lewandowski cover with a big old mirror reaper holding what looks like um ramiel from neon jersey evangelion absolutely love to see it there's all my interests together mirror reapers and evangelion just so good um, so we're going to play the third track of this, which is called Cairn to Suicide. Uh, there's a previous track called Cairn to God, which is a bit longer. Um, so we're going to go with a slightly shorter one here. They're all great. Uh, there's only four tracks, all about uh, about 15 minutes long. This one's 12. Um, yeah, really, really great. And this dude wrote and produced it all himself. Uh, you know, only the mixing, mastering, artwork would not done by this one guy. So yeah, uh, Mismore, everyone. 
So that was Mismore uh, with Ken to Suicide. Just fucking huge. Um, and now we're going to get into another controversial area of the extreme metal discourse. Uh, liturgy. You got opinions. We know that you got them. Yeah, everyone has an opinion on this band. Uh, so... Fun factoid, I actually published a very lengthy review of the artwork when it came down. Uh, it came out. Um, it was, at the time, one of the worst records I had ever heard in my whole life. I mm-hmm. hated it so, so, so much. Um, which was weird, because I remember when like, like Renihilation came out, and I was like, I dig this. I think people are going way too nuts over it, but I dig it. It's it's a like my stance on them for a long time had always been that if they position themselves as like we're an experimental music group or like we're a uh, a noise group that's influenced by metal, they would have encountered way less flack than well the amount they've received, <laughs> mm-hmm. which has been all of the flack. And yeah, if the, if Hunter Hunt 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 Hendrix hadn't written the manifesto of transcendental black metal, then yeah, they would probably have saved themselves some flack there as well. Um, I remember reading that when it came out and thinking, yeah, a bit silly. Yeah, yeah I mean, I like like really heady shit like that that isn't even um, even close to practical. And I was looking at it like dog you should have deleted this shit dog or like print it out and pass it out at shows or something you know whatever black metal does that kind of shit that's fine but like man what are you doing he truly posted cringe like yeah he cringed the hell out of himself so let's let's list some other some other projects that 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 he's working on so right now he has um In 2016, he put out an electronic record called New Introductory Lectures on the System of Transcendental Kabbalah under the name Kel Valhall, which is a name that showed up on the artwork. Um, He also started a video opera of trap metal called uh, Origins of the... the, um, Alimonies. Alimonies, there we go. Uh, He also claimed that he started a new group called of uh trap gent called ideal <laughs> trap gent which Ugh. is um like a joke uh so what's what's really messed up is that he also um has uh assembled around him um some of 
like some of the greatest players going right now, like um, Greg Fox, who is the former drummer of Liturgy, isn't on the new record, though. Like insanely stellar drummer, um, just like wildly good. Um, likewise, we also have. Uh, what is it? Um, Kelly Moran has played with him quite a bit in various contexts, mostly um, to my knowledge in, in the opera one. And she's like a, a mind bogglingly good um, experimental um, like piano thing player. So anything that's like a piano, she like prepared, not prepared, synthesized, anything she'll, she'll play it and she'll play it great. Um, he also influenced uh, I can't find the name of it right now, but it was a um an experimental like post Zealand Ardor style fusion of like blues and extreme metal that someone else did, who is like more or less like tutored by Hunter Hunt, Hunt 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 Hendrix. <laughs> um, and it was it was really solid. Um. Yeah, it's it's weird. He has this really mixed uh what is it? Um he has this really mixed uh legacy of ultimately like it, his his issue isn't so much that he's ambitious, it's that he's ambitious and he doesn't frame uh, we 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 can get into a whole long thing. I I stopped myself before I got into uh Weirdly, a lot. What 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 does he frame? He. So, the big thing about experiments is that experiments can fail. Um, marking experimental work is, and we love experimental work on the show. Showcase it all the time. We even disagree on it, and that's fine. It's not an attack to table a uh, an experiment and then let people respond to it. But and. To his credit, he makes some actually experimental work that I think even experiments that don't work have value because you don't know necessarily that they don't work or that they have where their shortcomings are or whatever until they're done. And despite some of the response, I think everyone ultimately feels that way at some level about the music. Like, no one's upset that it exists because we also exist in a world with... um with uh, Mastery and Jute Geit and uh, all of these other, like, really weird experiment, um, gnaw their tongues, like, uh, Black Cloak. Um, experimental music in the extreme metal mode is not a new thing, and it's a necessary thing, even when the experiments don't work for everyone. But he presents it in such a, like, in such a goofy way that doesn't always feel, um, because like older bands like Arcturus or Soulfald or things like that also had these like really grandiloquent things, but there was a sense of like weird joy to them, like a Nietzschean kind of like, I'm striding out and I don't even give a fuck if this fails. I'm just, I'm doing it. And that's, that's been part of metal since the beginning of metal like grandiloquent overblown concepts are just part of the world um, that they inherited from prog rock. Mm -hmm. But this leans a bit on the part where you look at it and you're like, okay, I get why punk happened. <laughs> like, which yeah. leads us weirdly to this new track, God of love, 
it's really good. I know. It's like a yeah, it's like a really great literary track. I, I didn't expect very, it at all. And what's weird is it sounds exactly like shit from the artwork, but just like fixed. Yeah. It's just like liturgy plus 50% better. It's like they sat around and they figured out what liturgy are good at and what they could bring in to make them even better. And they like fixed liturgy. Uh, yeah, there's, you know, it, it, there's all that crazy tremolo pick in, but there's also some like electronic excursions. I think there's some clean singing somewhere. It's just. Um, there's a lot more black metal shrieking than on uh, the artwork, which had the worst vocals in the game. I'd rather a Muppet than that shit, but. So, but yeah. Um, it's really good. I'm like actually excited for a liturgy record, which is weird. Like that feels yeah. bizarre to say. Also, everyone has been like very quietly in like metal groups on Facebook or in private messages or like texting each other in like the broader metal world or like, yo, did you hear the, and they're like new liturgy track. And everyone's like, yeah and someone's like i really liked it and everyone's like holy shit i did too what the fuck um yeah, so you now have permission to like this okay yeah. we're putting it out there everyone can like this now liturgy is back baby it's it's happened they've kind of redeemed themselves after the artwork um and yeah we may even maybe want to go back to their first album reannihilation and realize that's you know, it, it was it was a necessary thing to happen in American black metal at the time. And, you know, it, there was a lot. It was kind of like the, the heyday of like Wolves in the Throne Room, Leviathan, Boo, um, Zaster. Pe people like that were big. And uh, it was all coming off like Weakling. It was just like responses to Weakling. And these guys kind of push in a weird direction. And, and this was also like pre-Death Heaven as well. And also, and, like, Aesthetica. I, I, I hate that it's Aesthetica and not Aesthetica, but it is. Producer? Colin Marston. Yeah. Because, you know, they're a weird extreme metal band from New York, so you gotta have, you gotta have, you gotta bow, you gotta kiss the ring at some point. You gotta, yeah. you know, get that guy to studio. Um, and, like, that, that's a good album. It I, we can have the argument, and it's similar to Death Heaven, I think, of we can have the argument of is it black metal or is it something else? But presuming that it's um, bad because it's something else rather than like, well, black metal is a part of it, but it also. It clearly is not trying to sit next to a Dark Throne record, despite yeah. what they say. It's not mm. it's not trying to share that bill. And once you accept that, it's like, it's eh, uh, fine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, Gotta Love. So do check it out. It, give it give it a good listen. Like, clear your schedule. Just give it it's, uh, eight minutes. So you clear your schedule for eight minutes. And sit down and actually listen to it. So this has been the free show. We're going to play even more music on the Patreon exclusive. Um, so if you go over to patreon.com forward slash death sentence that's our patreon you give us money you hear more stuff it's literally that simple 
Uh, yep. So we're going to have Undergang, we're going to have Disrhythmia, we're going to have Cult of Luna, we're going to have Nile, uh, we're going to have Vukari. Uh, again, a um, Lewandowski cover. So you love you love them. They're great to see. Um, yeah, that's going to be on the um, Patreon exclusive for our War Brothers and Sisters and non-binary war persons. But here is Liturgy, we've got to love.